So everyone, uh, welcome to the third episode of uh, Boring Times. I'm Mr. Adiyas. I'm with uh, a frequent uh, guest of the show, my English teacher Sundar Sir. Uh, sir, I'm hoping uh, you are doing well. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine now. Thank you for asking. Uh, so first of all, uh, I just recorded uh, the second episode uh, an hour ago, and uh, this uh, very uh, sudden turn of events. But I'm really excited to do so. So let's uh, proceed. Uh, so before starting uh, the main topic of the show, I just want to clear some uh, main uh, news that I have received in the last two hours. So the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives just landed in Taiwan. Uh, China threatened her in all the ways possible. It threatened Tai Taiwan all the in all the ways possible. But she didn't back down. She's fondly known as Iron Lady of California. I admire her personality so much. And uh, it's a very brave thing that she has done. She just published an op-ed five minutes ago in the Washington Post uh, on uh, why she went to Taiwan. And uh, it's the first major uh, U.S. Uh, leader visit uh, to Taiwan uh, in 50 years. So, yeah, it's a big deal. And uh, it sends a clear message to China that uh, you can't uh, go on bullying us and uh, uh, bullying the world. And we are just going to sit and take it. So, this is a beautiful, like, brave and bold stand taken by a woman that too. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. So the other thing is uh, we are in our uh, 75th independence uh, the, uh, anniversary and uh, this month only August, I just read a beautiful uh, op-ed uh, on uh, this thing uh, the, uh, from our uh, Home Minister of uh, State in uh, the central government, uh, that is G. Kishan Reddy, sir, uh, about uh, how he, uh, he wants a uh, flag in all the homes uh, this year. It was uh, written really well, uh, explaining uh, the culture of uh, Indian flag and how it played a significant role in our freedom movement. So I hope everyone plants a flag or a hoist a flag in their home and uh, be proud to be an Indian where democracy is still uh, alive and good and uh, you can express your opinion. I am very thankful for that. I hope you are too. Sir, if you want to share your opinions, you may so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the 75th uh, Independence Day. Okay, sir. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, are you going to plant a uh, like host of flags, sir? It's uh, There's no compulsion, by the way. India has still a freedom of speech or a freedom of this uh, choice. So, if you want, you can hoist it. It doesn't mean you're not a patriot if you don't hoist it. You're still a patriot. It just uh, symbolizes our nationalism towards our country. That's it. Yeah, we. Uh, I always buy a flag on Independence Day. Yes, sir. Uh, that's the same thing that we have uh, in our home. Also, we are going to do the same thing. Uh, so, so let's start with the main topic of colonization. So, in the so in the past few days, I have met a, a boy who lives uh, in the top floor, uh, like above my home. Uh, he studies in a very prestigious school. I won't uh, take the name of the school for uh, legal purposes, quote unquote. Uh, so basically, uh, the last two years has been uh, pretty devastating for kids. Uh, me, I'm. Uh, you may call me studious. I, it's not. I'm not bragging, but uh, you may call me studious. I uh, learned, I have not gone to tuitions until now. Uh, I, it's a thing that I am I'm proud of. And I have learned uh, everything on my own. 
So uh, I didn't face uh, such a problem uh, the last two years. In fact, it has been a joy ride for me for the past two years. So I could uh, learn on my own, like uh, probably learn everything on my own. But for other kids uh, who are struggling or for kids who are in the uh, lower standards, who, who need to basically grasp the concept, concepts, it's been a very difficult uh, time for them. Uh, because uh, he is in fifth standard right now. Uh, he is in fifth standard and he studies in a very prestigious school. His parents have uh, paid a record of uh, 20 lakhs, uh, I think so, for his donation. And uh, pay 2 lakhs uh, annually for uh, like every year. I won't take his name also. Uh, he's a very sweet boy. He is very intelligent. I've seen him from second standard. So what, uh, what has happened uh, is uh, for the last two years, they haven't taken a single uh, class. Uh, and uh, they haven't done online. Uh, they haven't, uh, uh, the online presence from the school hasn't been uh, much also. Uh, so they have left uh, everything to him to read and uh, what the worst thing is that uh, not only uh, hasn't he grasped from new concepts of third and fourth standard he has forgot the concepts of second and first standard also so when uh, his mother actually came uh, came to me to tutor him for uh, uh, for his exams which are going on and to, uh, uh, tomorrow will be his last exam he has done well hopefully uh, i am asking him he is telling it's easy or uh, help me a lot so <laughs> i am proud of that uh yes yeah, so, uh, so basically he has forgot everything so i had to teach him basically from first standard everything uh he's struggling it's not a matter uh, it's not a matter like of uh, a joking matter where you can make fun of them that they're not listening it's a serious problem that is facing everyone in us especially many children have actually uh, uh, dropped out of schools because of the poverty and uh, there's a serious effort going on in order to bring them back in india it's a bit uh, better but uh, but uh, you can't uh, say it's all good until uh, each and every child uh, learns to his full potential. I think so. So, and the uh, worst thing is this year also, they haven't uh, done uh, much. They have only given him written notes and they haven't taught him, uh, they, haven't, uh, they haven't taught him about anything. So he studies in an ICAC school and the topics that he studies uh, came to us in eighth standard. So he doesn't know anything basically about uh, just today, tomorrow he has in science exam, for, for example, today. Uh, I had to give, uh, I had to teach him pollination, but in one day, how could I teach him? So I just taught him simply what is pollination, what's the different type of pollinations and all. For us, the topic pollination and uh, the contravances of pollination, etc. came in the 7th and 8th standard, uh, basically. From 6th, uh, we learned it's the basic this thing and uh, then it went on gradually developing. But for them, they have started it in 5th standard and it doesn't know anything because his teacher hasn't taught him anything, just given written notes. So this is a big problem. So what are your thoughts on this and how can we improve this? I ask follow-up questions also. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I, I can speak of my own experience of uh, this pandemic situation. Yes, sir. What uh, we were supposed to do was uh, we were supposed to hold online classes via the mobile or the computer. Yes, through the Zoom app or some other uh, software uh, was arranged. Yes, sir. So, uh, I personally think that, uh, you know, um, it was a sense of freedom. I would have expected children to have experienced a sense of freedom because, uh, you know, at least my generation, uh, the one previous to yours, yes, we were always uh, fond of playing, you know. We were always, always fond of playing, always looking for excuses to get out of the classroom. 
but uh, I really don't know the mindset of students today, whether they would prefer to stay in the classroom or uh, if they would prefer to play or, uh, you know, generally have a nice time. If I may interrupt, okay, sir, uh, the children who have actually come into this year uh, into the schools, uh, they have had a very difficult time, I think so, adjusting because uh, for the last two years, it's been all planned. Uh, they haven't studied much because it's online classes, you can uh, bunk it, you can do anything. Basically, even for high school kids and uh, college kids also, it's been the same thing. I can personally relate to that. Uh, so... Uh, it's been very difficult for them suddenly to come into the classes and uh, uh, like difficult in adjusting. But like uh, for high school and uh, college students, they had it better because uh, the government uh, reopened our colleges uh, very soon. But for these youngsters and uh, these kids, uh, it's been a pretty hard time, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, what we are, the point is that uh, we're talking about... Uh, you know, online versus offline. That is, uh, whether you are sitting in a physical classroom or whether you are sitting in a virtual classroom. Yes, sir. So, the difference, of course, is the surroundings. In the virtual classroom, you are at home. And, uh, you know, the class is being taken as though it were in the physical classroom. The only thing is, the advantage to this is, that, uh, you know, it's like a one-on-one -on -one, uh, tuition. That's what uh, I would have felt. Because you have your earphones on or your headphones on, and the teacher is teaching you the topic. And, uh, you know, he's writing as though it's on a blackboard. And, uh, you know, all the information is being conveyed, right? Uh, only thing is not uh, on a it's not uh, on a blackboard with a chalk and talk uh, method, but uh, it's maybe in uh, you know like uh, on uh, on uh, you know a piece of paper and uh, you have the camera on and uh, you know all the all the writing that is to be done is uh, you know being. Uh, broadcast to all the students okay so uh, i would i would have thought you know that it's more like a one on one uh, session for each individual student and of course each student is free to ask his doubts okay and uh, there's of course the homely atmosphere you have in the virtual classroom right Yes, sir. Uh, so it, it, it is almost exactly like the physical classroom, except uh, maybe the students would have felt it's a more homely atmosphere. Of course, I don't know about the various methods that different schools use, but uh, I came across uh, one or two schools during the pandemic. And uh, as far as I could see, uh, they were holding online classes. Uh, um, I don't know if they were lecturing, uh, you know, as we were supposed to do via Zoom app or whether they were giving handwritten notes, uh, type notes or something like that. But uh, certainly if you look at uh, online classes, uh, it is more like a one-on-one -on -one session. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes, sir. Yeah, suppose it's done, uh, you know, virtually as though it's in a physical classroom. 
that would be the advantage. I don't know if you know the teachers actually took the trouble to turn the video on and show the students or not. But many schools and colleges did that. They had this smart class, you know, smart uh, whiteboard and uh, the overhead projector and all that. Yes, sir. And uh, it was pretty successful. I don't know um, uh, whether this sense of discipline and uh, you know maintaining the students' uh, uh, you know uh, attention span, given that they're prone to talk in the middle of a class. You know that sort of thing might be missing. Yes, sir. You know the the you know the small talk that goes on in the class, that sort of thing might be missing. But actually, it's almost 90% of the information is being conveyed as it would have been done in a virtual classroom, in a real classroom, physical classroom. Yes, sir. Yeah. Of course, uh, the, the method can be improved. Uh, you know, like... Uh, Maybe some software. I don't know what uh, they use to hold the classes, but uh, certainly weren't expected to give only type notes. We were expected to hold, uh, you know, video sessions with uh, notes being written or the camera being turned on, etc., etc. Yes, sir. And uh, the following question uh, is that only, like, how could you like, uh, like improve the situation, current situation? So, do you believe it's uh, entirely technological-oriented uh, or related to technology and uh, technology is the only solution uh, to this problem? Or the, yeah, do yeah, actually, this, no, this, is, this could actually be an advantage, you know, because, you see, when you talk about the physical question, it, it means that the student has to travel. Yes, either in a bus or in a private vehicle and so on and so forth. Okay. Yes, sir. And uh, the distances can be pretty long. You know, it can go up to 20, 25 kilometers. If you take a prestigious school in the heart of the city. Right? Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, it can easily turn uh, 40 kilometers, 50 kilometers uh, in a day. Yes, sir. And uh, that, uh, and uh, there's also this uh, last mile connectivity sort of thing, you know, where he's traveling by metro or something like that. Yes, sir. In our days, it was not so difficult because uh, we used to cycle, you know, we used to cycle 20 kilometers twice in a day. Yes, sir. I studied in uh, National College. Yes, sir. And yes, we were sir. living in Rajendra. We were living in Rajayanagar at that time. So, in the mornings, I used to go for tuition in NR colony. Match tuition. Then I used to come back. And we used to come back. There was a group of friends. Yes, and then we used to go to college again. Baswanwadi. National College Baswanwadi. Yes, sir. And we used to go to college again, then come back. And then, uh, uh, I don't know. We, we, I used to, at least, I used to do some bodybuilding and things like that. So we were pretty active physically. Yes, sir. And we used to go everywhere on cycle, you know? Yes, sir. And if you look at some of the memes on uh, Facebook yes, uh, or, or on the 
internet you see that you know it was a pretty easy thing to go from maleshwaram to jainagar in about 20 minutes of cycle yes, at that time but nowadays you know because of so many uh, uh, no so many different factors student students find it uh, cumbersome to actually travel even to the classroom that's cumbersome you know like very burdening it's a great burden for them and you know you see the haggard and the drawn faces they have uh, when they enter the classroom you know they've been traveling that's absolutely true sir 100% uh, so yeah. i want to ask a personal question did you study in national college uh, during the time of hn narsimhaya yeah yeah i visited him once in his hospital room my father uh, was doing the a... same time uh, he was a close confidant like his father was a close confidant to hn narsimhaya ah uh, yeah yeah uh, i remember hn very well uh, i heard many stories about him for example when he went to the us he always ate upittu uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It was yeah that was a famous story yeah yeah so in the national college of hospitality he had a room you know yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. my father's room was adjacent to him ah okay 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 so of course we've heard a uh, story and i visited him once because uh, i had a doubt in physics or something so okay. we're sitting yeah i wish i could visit such a great personality but alas it's uh, too long he has been gone for so long uh, so let's come back according to statistics from the world bank at the peak of the pandemic over uh, 19 crore uh, students worldwide were affected and uh, their school like schooling and education was disrupted uh like the limitations in uh, most asian and uh, asian countries like it doesn't uh, apply it applies to europe in certain regions but mainly to asian and uh, african regions was there was a limitation of emergency remote learning uh, and uh, personal interaction between teacher and student uh, what the important role according to sir uh, does this uh, personal interaction play you told uh, this uh, like and how personal learning through technology is different compared to physical sir and how is it better or disadvantages yeah technology is definitely an advantage you cannot say it's a disadvantage because you see it's been proved for yes. two years or you know like even though the it was a sort of a mandatory pass percentage that was uh, you know stipulated 100% and so on still been proved you know it's a, it's an alternative a viable alternative to the you know the physical uh, congestion that goes on in cities yes sir it's a really viable alternative uh, and uh, okay so technology uh, i think is definitely an advantage you cannot say you will do away with it like because uh, uh because uh, you know uh, your uh, the previous generation experience has been the physical classroom it doesn't mean that uh, uh it still uh, it, of course it, it still holds good but uh, you have to look at the alternative which uh, is virtual which is virtual reality and of course you know that one another advantage of technology is 
that while uh, most of the classrooms, even today in uh, this country, have chalk and talk as the medium, chalk and talk, right? Uh, the advantage of the virtual classroom is that you can bring in a lot of, uh, you know, videos and uh, music and you can bring, bring in a lot of uh, PPTs and so on and so forth. Colorful presentations. And that is really engaging to students. You can really make it uh, attractive, you know. You can really make it interesting. That's you true. can really make a class really interesting for students. Uh, if you if you were to up the ante, you know, A-N-T, up yes. the ante and you were to include uh, all the, uh, you can include as much as uh, you want of the material available on YouTube and uh, podcasts and so on and so forth. Yes, sir. If you were to up the ante, you would make it really attractive even for the younger learners. Yes, sir. But the only thing, you know, the thing is that uh, it's a staid, uh, S-T-A-I-D, staid yes, sort of uh, mindset and uh, people have. And, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, it's a very, okay. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, there are some uh, three uh, there some solutions that have, uh, they have given. If you could expand uh, on them for one minute, it could be good. Uh, so they are told that uh, mm -hmm. countries should implement learning recovery programs. I feel like our state Karnataka did a learning recovery program for uh, these youngsters. I think so like bridge course uh, uh, to like connect them to the previous classes. I think so that was actually good. We used to hate those bridge courses, but yeah. I think that's very useful now. Yeah, see, bridge courses is the part of the you know, teaching methodology. It's yes. nothing, uh, you're not actually, you're not actually implementing anything new. Only the mode of delivery, whether virtual or physical, that makes the difference. You know, if it's a virtual mode, as I said, all the, uh, you know, uh, all the, uh, uh, the resources available on the internet can be used. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, but learning uh, recovery, of course, uh, it's part of the, you know, uh, that happens in the, which courses happen in the beginning of the academic year. So, yeah, there's nothing, the, the way, the, see, basically it's the same thing. Only thing is the virtual reality. You're not doing yes, anything sir. really, you're not really, uh, for example, you're not writing an algorithm to uh, you know, conduct the classes. That, that may be at the bottom of people's minds. You know that computers involve computer science and information science, and uh, you know that brings in the uh, the element of uh, you know fear because I, I don't know how to handle okay yes sir a computer that uh, what do you say. Technology. No, fear of uh, technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like... Uh, yeah, please continue. Yeah, like uh, our grandfathers, uh, you know, grand grandparents had... Uh, they didn't know about, uh, you know, uh, what, the telephone or something like that. 
Yes, sir. And in fact, there was a story, if I remember properly, you know, it just comes back to me as a story. Uh, you know, some uh, read it somewhere. Uh, you know, great grandfathers or great grandparents could never have thought of you know going to the moon. Yeah. And it was all fiction. You know, there was a, a Jews one in a story about uh, you know a moon a voyage to the moon. But uh, our generation has uh, seen that in reality. So it, it just keeps progressing. You know, there's no. You can't say that uh, just because uh, people, you know, feel, okay, that uh, it, should, it should be, classes should be held as they were when they were young. It's not as though it's going to depend on that. The uh, coming generations will, you know, like uh, huh, there was this humorous, uh, you know, video in which, you know, in the 1960s or 1970s, the student used to cycle to school. He used to walk to school. Yes, and then in the 1980s, he used to cycle to school. In the 2000s, uh, he used to go in the car. In 2020, he wakes up in the bed and goes and enters the classroom via the computer. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, you know, it just, you can't, I don't think it can be held in check anymore. Okay, okay, I don't think it can be held in check. Yes, sir. So, the second, uh, there are only three measures, so I will go to the second one. So, the second measure is, they say you have to protect the education budget. And if I may quote them, to ensure a resilient recovery, it is essential that the education budget be protected and that the schools that need financing the most are supported. So, these schools are essentially public schools or like government schools that we call uh and uh the so-called uh happily uh, happiest uh, countries like in the world are like finland denmark etc they are the highest education budgets they mm -hmm. give up to 18 percent of the gdp to education but why can't we do so we have to invest in healthcare education etc and military to military is very important but uh unless we invest in our education and uh healthcare there is no use of investing in the defense of our country i feel so yeah, that will take care of itself once the need arises. You know, that will uh, even out on its own. Yeah, like it did, you know, during the COVID times, you know, the government had to step in and the Diksha app and, uh, you know, yes, all, all the, there were some various programs that uh, were uh, broadcast on the spur of the moment. You know, they had to do everything like on uh, you know, like uh, uh, on a war footing, so to speak, so to keep yes, the children in touch with the studies. You know, it depends on the situation. Once the situation arises, then the solution will come. We are citizens and I feel uh, we are very thankful for the government for those policies. Like, uh, they spent so much money on, uh, like, uh, for free COVID uh, treatment, etc., uh, I think so many families benefited, including us also, we benefited from those policies. So I'm very thankful for the government. And uh, these are the like the benefits of Keynesian economics. So you spend uh, during the time of crisis, you enter into a budget deficit. But uh, you know, when you do that, uh, the economic growth keeps on growing. It does not stagnate or does not fall down, but it keeps on growing and you can recover. Yeah, the that, no, I personally feel, you know, I, and many other people may feel it too, 
that you know it's not exactly a backward sort of country because the whole uh, the way the government handled the you know the vaccination and all that yes sir uh, on such a large uh, so it's a stupendous amount of logistics that they used yes right sir. yes sir to actually uh, invent the vaccine you know it's not a it's not actually we are not in the totally uh, underdeveloped countries i don't know the, i haven't looked at uh, around the world at all recently yes. but we're not totally underdeveloped right yes, because uh, the stupendous uh, you know the percent the amount of logistics to vaccinate uh, the whole population of the country and uh, you know the steps they took and the way the you know the government issued the daily bulletins and uh, this arogya setu app and all that yes, how it came into being making use of technology yes sir yeah and you know the way the actually put uh, so when the, the actually when the situation arises you know the the solution will come that's what i feel yes sir so the last point uh, make us and this come now the last point i i hope i didn't take much of your time uh they say yeah. prepare for future shocks by building back better again i quote them uh, to support the same countries need to build their capacity to provide blended models of education in the future schools should be better prepared to switch easily between face to face and remote learning as needed as you just uh, uh, reiterated once again uh, if you could just uh, summarize this point in uh, two or three sentences it would be great yeah the, i i feel you know like uh... Uh, you just cannot stop the march of technology and uh, just be virtual uh, yes, by the time uh, the coming generations will reach uh, adulthood you know they will be virtual most of it uh you just cannot stop that's a, that's my personal gut feeling same same the, the gut feeling is same only uh, so like we need to invest in uh, this safe uh, technologies that are uh, like Uh, beneficial to children it, it, they are beneficial completely but uh, they should be healthy to the children as well like in all aspects of their uh, life they should not disturb their emotional yeah. state being also and one more thing yes, this uh, virtual uh, uh, approach to education it is more it can be used more uh, it can be more widespread you know that is the percentage of students getting educated can be higher Yes, sir. Much higher than so, absolutely true. The reach, uh, the reach technology has even into the remote corners of the country. Yes, sir. It, it almost uh, it, there's a possibility of universal education. Like we can get hundred percent literacy, like you know the US or the European countries. Yes, sir. There's a possibility of hundred uh, percent literacy being attained. Absolutely, Kerala has a ninety-nine percent, I think, so literacy rate or something. Yeah. So it's uh, entirely possible. Yeah. Um. So actually, uh, definitely. Yes, sir. It's a definite uh, plus point. Yeah, right. it's definite plus point, and we are just lagging behind because our brothers in the north are uh, like lagging behind compared to us. But uh, South India is like 
much much uh, at a better position compared to north indians in terms of literacy rate and other aspects of education healthcare etc so we are go, we are succeeding really well in those aspects i wish our north brothers also do the same uh, so uh, this uh, topic came uh, to my mind because i visited my cousin uh, this sunday uh, and uh, the uh, the kid above had come to the come to to uh, be tutored by me so and uh, the cousin in mysore also complained about the same thing she was struggling with polynomials in mathematics in uh, ninth standard i actually recommended some yeah, uh, of your techniques yeah no no you just uh, look up some uh, history of khan academy yeah yeah you know, i Sal i, I reckon the first thing i recommended was khan academy only uh, i have benefited so yeah. much i can personally tell youtube and khan academy has helped me so much in uh, my uh, development as a student and in my studies So I, I want to th- thank them a lot, uh, Khan Academy especially, and uh, you to many channels are there uh, which are very beneficial to us. Ah, uh, so any, any last words, sir? Yeah. You have uh, another two minutes, I guess. So. Ah, uh, yeah. Virtual reality is uh, the reality of the future for us. Uh, absolutely agree sir and uh, so this is the uh, been a very fun episode shooting uh, it was one spontaneous and it was a free conversation no nothing scripted i hope you really enjoyed this conversation i feel this is going to be the best episode of the series i tell you that every episode when the sir comes as a guest but i really feel this is going to be the best episode uh, so very good night uh, to you sir thank you very much for joining i truly appreciate it and uh, this is mr gs signing off i really hope you enjoyed this episode thank you sir Thank you, Nishra. Thank you.